0: All right, well, thanks very much for the thanks, Johnny. confidence.
1: <laughs> so you're all bastards, well, except Eucharist. Quick, Thank name you. a Marvel superhero. Spider-Man.
2: Oh, good right. job. Hey, there you, good go. Right. There you go. Nice nice all right. You did it. Well, you're in. He's in. Hang <laughs> on. Throw me another
1: one. You've taken name my, another one. One. You've
2: taken my Name another, one. another Marvel superhero. Another Marvel? Super Yeah. Boy, Robin.
3: That's
1: oh, bad. no, oh, you're out, John.
2: Bye. See ya. Wrong universe. Bye. Well, at least thanks for the opportunity.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today on the Geek Up Podcast, the Washington Post scares people away from
1: password managers. Bad Washington Post. So much Captain Marvel to talk about. Premier John Horgan and Captain Janeway go
3: and love each other on Twitter. There's a new Detective Pikachu trailer, and it sings
4: the song
5: Happy Together. Yes! And we get the first look at the BBC's adaptation of his Dark Materials, Bud May Explode. Yes! Let's geek out.
4: chum you
5: now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Yay!
0: It's the Out Podcast. We are in at episode twenty-one.
4: Yay! You we can guys, drink we, in America. Yay! Let's we've, go to Vegas. We, we can
0: drink in America. I can't. We've survived twenty of these things. That's amazing.
3: How did we not mark the twentieth anniversary of our podcast? Today? Mike <laughs> Jean
0: came in and said lots of words, and we got distracted. Maybe that's what uh, it was. Kirsten wasn't here. Wasn't here. Yeah, that's right. We, how could we celebrate without Kirsten? 21 ones
5: <laughs> more important. We can drink, and true, true. almost in four more pods, we'll be able to rent a car.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Mm. Wow. Uh, We record this on Thursday, February 28th, uh, 2019, and there are various things to talk about, but I'll just start by saying that I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason on The Morning Zone, and this is sort of a long-form geeky podcast where we talk about tech and... Shows and movies and geek and games and things. And Brian.
2: Hi, I'm DJ Boyd Tano. Uh, you can hear me regularly in the zone at 91.3. Uh, five o'clock doing the mixtape on the weekdays.
1: Polly. Co-host of the Afternoon Zone on the Zone at ninety one three. I like geek, geek things sometimes, geek and <laughs> <Geek> <laughs> thing I like geek, geek, geek things. And <laughs> uh, PJ Party Podcast, wherever you found this podcast, Art Aronson. Art
3: Aronson, news hound for the Q and the Zone. Also, co-host of Between the Stammers, which you can also find wherever you found this fine podcast. Kirsten James.
5: I that is me, and that is my name, and I am on <laughs> the Zone on the weekends.
0: You're really good at these. You know that you're. <laughs> You just you set the bar high. Should we? That's why um, I go last.
2: Off the top, uh, promote a couple of things that uh, initiatives that uh, we have. Do it won. absolutely. Avengers
1: um, initiatives.
2: No. no. Geek out Almost. initiatives. Geek, no. Geeks assemble. I'm not that cool to be an Avenger. Um, no, we have we've got a couple of things uh, in the works right now, and one of them being uh, some presence on social media, officially. Thank you to uh, Webmeister Bud and Kirsten James. I had nothing to do with it. Thank, Thank you to, to Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten James, James Yay, for, uh, Kirsten. for putting that together. Internet. So where can where <laughs> can we find, get, get a hold of us on social media? All
5: right, please things. get a hold of us on social media. You can... Uh, Join our page. Uh, there you can share fun information or geek things that you might want to share with other geeks or talk about or geek out about. Uh, you can also like our page. From there, we will share our newest episodes or any updates that we have about the Geek Out podcast. I
0: think, the, I, think I think, you said page both times.
5: Well, it's our fan page, so you can like our... Isn't it called a group? Well, you can group. Oh, sure. okay. Um, so go, uh, both of those things are on Facebook. You can just search the Geek Out pod... To find them, if you want to go directly to them, if you're that kind of person, it's facebook.com slash pod or facebook.com slash group slash pod.
0: I'll be adding these links to thezone.fm slash podcast.
5: So please, yes, please come join us and talk to us so that we're not shouting into a barrel. Is that a saying? Uh, it isn't. Uh, it's is
0: usually the void, but I do like the idea of shouting into a do barrel. Do that,
5: yeah. And, uh, we also
0: have an email address, is that correct? Mm-hmm. We just set up geekout at thezone.fm. So whenever we make a mistake, please... Email us and let <laughs> probably
2: us know. be pretty much every
0: episode.
5: Yeah, yeah, please email us every episode a detailed analysis of every error we made.
1: Who gets that email? We all do. Do we all get it, or is it just go to you, Bud? Or uh, it's it's, I, it's just
0: just some of us. I'm not. It's I'm not, we're not bugging everybody huh. with it just yet. Um, we're gonna see how it goes first and mm-hmm. then see.
1: It is so fun getting email. By the way, like I almost never give my email address out on the radio, and then sometimes I do, and people still do email. And it's so wonderful. And as you all know, I try and avoid my email so act- actively as mm-hmm. much as I can, yeah. because mostly it's junk. But uh, when you get an email from a real or work related, I was
0: going to say junk from the promotion department about our latest contest that you never read. Like, the, is that what you mean by junk?
1: No, no, no. Okay. But that—that's what frustrates me. Is that like some important information will get lost because yeah. I'm just deleting all the trash that's in my email? Mm-hmm. It's just it's so full. It's such a garbage dump. Um, but. Um, when you get an email from like a listener about a thing and yeah. they want to engage with you, yeah. oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it is the nicest. It's I'm like, with you. It's pretty great. It's so great. Yes, so please, please, please email us.
3: Please, please send us your emails. I promise I'll read it.
0: Like <laughs> like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe, geek out at the zone.fm. Oh zone
5: yes, please FM. give us, uh, go to iTunes or whatever and please give us ratings, but only if they're five-star ratings.
2: There you go. Yeah. Thank you to the one person that gave us a good rating. Yes. That was great. That, that was, was cool. It was about vacuuming. <laughs> it wasn't.
0: so this week on the geek out podcast i talked about an article written in the washington post of all places and the title was password managers have a security flaw but you should still use one wait that's fake news
3: (sighs) washington post
0: it just really yeah it ticked me off and i i listened back to my geek out after i uh geeked out with uh, dylan and jason i got rather yelly and rather ticked off. and I'm going to oh, try and remain calm. But, I'm
1: rubbing um, off on you a little bit, I think. <laughs>
0: <perhaps>. <laughs> but seriously, it was basically trying to make, you know, it's clickbaity and not encouraging of a password manager, which I believe everybody should be using because you don't want to be putting it in, like, an unencrypted text file on your phone or, or Post-its on your computer or, like, a piece of, you know, I mean, a book or, worse yet, your brain. Right. Because, um, ide- you know, most ideally you have a different password for every single service that you have stupid most ideally you have a different email address and password for every service that you have and the reason behind this is if you know when facebook's data gets leaked and this this goes out to all the the evil people on the internet the first thing they're going to do is take all those credentials and feed them into gmail or instagram or banks and try and get in that way and I know most people can't have a different email address for everything I can because I own my domain. So I could I could write an email to ouchmyspleen at happydesigns.com, <laughs> and it would still come to me. So I filter all my stuff, Facebook, at, Instagram, at, that kind of thing. Um, but I do have a different password for every single site, and I keep track of that with a password manager.
5: Can I tell you, you probably know about this, but do you know the fun Gmail hack that isn't really a hack? The dots, right? It, no, the plus sign. The, so no. if you have a Gmail address... And you want to, like, give it out to somebody, but you don't want them to have your actual Gmail address. So, you know, if my address is Kirsten at gmail.com, you can give out the email address Kirsten plus spam at gmail.com. And it will still come to you, uh, but it's a new email address and it's there's infinite possibilities. You just add the plus sign.
0: Does it ignore the plus and everything after it? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. So,
5: you, Kirsten plus spam. Kirsten plus, I don't know, another Other word.
3: spam. Yeah. So I got a new iPhone this week, mm-hmm. and it asked me to put in all of my passwords because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's new, and I had to get into it. And I had a hard time remembering a lot of my passwords. And uh, You need a password manager! Yeah, so I don't know it's exactly. It's got a
1: built-in one, though. Mm-hmm. Built-in.
3: The, your new uh, iPhone has a built-in,
1: and you let me know, but if this is good enough. Sure. But it has a, um, a password manager that f- uses your face ID. So rather than having to log into your ever that your bank or whatever, once you put that password in once, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to those websites again. You hit the little like keychain thing. Your phone Face ID's you, and uh, that now is your password, and it auto fills your password in for you now. Because this, I want to go back to this this uh, article, Bud. Because I don't really get it. Like, what is the Washington Post saying? You shouldn't use one because what? They're not safe. That if someone gets into that, so what they counted was they, they were they were there was.
0: Claiming that they had done research on five major ones and they, they found a security flaw, which is if they are in locked mode on your PC, this was done on Windows PCs, that a hacker with access to your PC could get at the uh, passwords as if it was just a text file, you know, even though it's in locked right. mode. But that was the key. A hacker with access to your PC has got you completely hooped anyways if someone has physical in your house. or online access yes exactly <laughs> if someone has physical or, or online access uh, through malware to your pc you're hooped in any case this has very little to do with the password manager the password manager is and dylan brought up a great point he he heard a cyber a cybersecurity guy saying you basically us as individuals we're not that important to target But if we don't take like that one extra step, we are just as easy as everyone else using their default no password type of situation. If you just take one or two steps, you have made it difficult enough Mm. for the evil people to say, nope, too much trouble and move on to somebody else. And that's all you need to do. It's not about stopping them. It's about a deterrent. And really, that's all you need. You just need to be a little bit more difficult to hack than anybody else. That's a really nice iPhone. What a pretty
3: blue color. Right? XR. Wow. (laughs) I wasn't lying. I'm (laughs) going to rub my face on
0: it. That's so
5: nice. You know what I love about passwords though is that my bank has like the stupidest password like rules. It's like you can't you can't use um, funny characters. You can't use underscores. You can't use capitals. It's like and what? this is your bank. Is where my bank. It's
0: supposed to be the most secure. That is, is ridiculous. Is everybody
5: else's bank the same? Is it like, don't just use normal letters?
0: <laughs> well, honest truth, mine is numbers only. So, yeah, it's, kinda, it's about that ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some, uh, the, depending on the site, that was very subtle, uh, mic movement, Kristen. Uh, depending on the site, some of them require a certain amount and some upper and lowercase, some special characters. I use past phrases, like it's a, it's a full sentence with the capitalization and the spaces and everything and a period at the end, and then I add some letters and numbers uh, toward the end because... So much what easier. letters
5: and numbers do you add towards? the I end? don't mm-hmm. think I'll tell
0: you that. <laughs> and um, and s- where are
2: you, bankers? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> and, what's, and what's a good <laughs> phrase to use?
2: What's
4: a, your <laughs> pin number? No. Okay.
2: Like you could you could put in the phrase "My
0: shoes are red" with a capital M and spaces in between and everything, and then you know after red you end it with a uh, with a. With a, with, a, with a period. And then after that, you can put in just a couple more numbers or, you know, a question mark and a couple more numbers uh, just, to, just to make it that much more difficult. But it needs to be ideally easy for, easy for you to remember uh, unless you want crazy generated passwords, which password managers can do and then store them all and then copy and paste them. And it's a great thing. Everybody, please get a password manager.
1: I'm sorry. Hmm. And then you what? Remember the one password? One to get master into, password. Yeah. Or in the case of Art and I, our face. Don't that's forget cool your too. face. Don't forget your face, everyone. When i right. with you.
4: Like,
0: what happens on? when you guys go to hockey and, like, you get beat up and you come up with a black eye or something or a broken
2: nose? Like
3: I don't play hockey anymore. Those are...
2: Okay. But yeah, what if you That's have a password like, risk not worth taking? What if you have like an allergic reaction or something different about your face? <laughs> um, well, you're fucked then. Seems to still work, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Because you know, another thing that was interesting about the facial recognition thing, um, I was listening to a, a, a comedic podcast and he had two people on. He would like these comedians that were identical twins, oh. mm. and uh, they wanted to see. He wanted to see if like the one one guy's iPhone. Will open open up if the twin's face was in front of it, and it didn't.
0: It did not. No, interesting. Must be a number of uh, points because yeah. we've heard cases a couple years ago where children can open their parents' iPhones because of you know f- familiar yeah 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 family resemblance and whatnot. That was quashed pretty quick, but for a time it was happening.
4: Wow. In the early
0: days of the old Face ID, so interesting, very interesting. Wow, we've talked a long time about
3: passwords.
0: Let's oh. talk about Captain Marvel. There's a lot. There's a lot of Captain Marvel. Holy smokes. Uh, There's some early critical reviews. There are some early fake reviews. Um, there are some early, you know, vitriol from seemingly all the white dudes. And uh, and Rotten Tomatoes has made a, a change in their, in their review process. Because for some reason, you were able to review movies that hadn't come out. And so people were doing review bombing, which is basically just coming in and... and being very specifically mean against Brie Larson, you know, about the movie
3: and how she's being whatever racist against white guys or ah, he's, ah mm, rah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, is this like threatening to become the the new Black Panther? This movie.
5: What do you mean by that?
3: Like just really polarizing, yeah. wise? You mean? Yeah. Like if you don't was like black it, pa- if you don't Panther like it, you're polarizing polarizing then? Yeah, that sort of thing. Was
5: Black Panther polarizing? Like I yeah, thought well, it was not
3: mostly po- loved. Well, not polarizing, but
0: if you didn't like Black Panther, you were racist. If you don't like Captain Marvel, you're sexist.
3: Yeah, I just, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like it's like uh, there's, it, it creates you know attention. It really the movie created a lot of attention because you know all black cast and everything like that. So I'm wondering if Captain Marvel is going down that path as well here.
5: I hope not. Yeah. Like, I don't see why it should. Can we, like, just backtrack with a bit, though, and yeah. talk about why this happened? Please. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, I, I saw all of these things going on, like, in my periphery, and I ignored them because I didn't want to get into an internet comment battle no, with anybody. No, you don't. No, you don't. Which I kind of ended up doing anyway. No. <laughs> and then the new Kirsten. social media policy got emailed out, and I was like, whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so ha- what happened is uh, Brie Larson was going on press tours, of course, when she was in the room and things like that, like really accomplished actress, and she noticed when she was on these press tours um, that the people that were interviewing her were predominantly male. And her actual quote, I'm going to read it just so everybody knows, she said, About a year ago, I started paying attention to what my press days look like and the critics reviewing movies and noticed it appeared to be overwhelmingly white male. So I spoke to Dr. Stacy Smith at USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, who put together a study to confirm that. Moving forward, I decided to make my press days more inclusive. And then she's saying, after speaking with you, the film critic Valerie Complex and a few other women of color, it sounded like across the board, others weren't getting the same opportunities. When I talked to the facilities that weren't providing it, they all had different excuses. That is all she said. She said that on her press days, she noticed that predominantly white males were interviewing her. And then, like, I freaking, like, wasn't a huge Brie Larson fan before this. She, she fucking went yep. and got a, a university professor at the University of South Carolina, world-renowned communication school. To do a research study on it, to confirm it, before she got all, like, biased about it and was like, it's just all white dudes. She got someone to fucking go do research Yeah, well. to back it. And then when it came back that, oh, yes, you are right, she was like, cool, I'm going to ask that they're more inclusive. That is what happened. And then a bunch of people came on the Internet and said, oh, you know, this is your political agenda. This is you know your gender politics and marvel you're shoving this down my throat and i fucking hate it and i'm boycotting this movie that is what that is the story of what happened
0: yeah it's just like she does all this awesome stuff and people still only barely read the headline and then just blow up on on principle on on any possible thing that they could be offended on um humanity really bugs me sometimes well this
3: is just it though like how many people are like that is it just a few really loud people or is it a lot of
0: people that's what they call the vocal minority and yeah. they all took to rotten tomatoes and saying you know Bree Larson has spoken white males need not attend this movie that kind of that kind of bull and, and the thing is yeah you I'm have so
2: we're in a situation where we have billions and billions of people on the earth and then you have this one thing connecting us all which is the internet and they all i think it's just this sort of dumb vocal minority that they just end up finding each other you know, yeah. they yeah. end up finding each other easier because the Internet exists. Can we say right now, though, like whether it's a minority or how many
1: people are doing this, like it is wrong. Stop doing that. Stop being shitty to somebody. You know, it's like for just. But then they watching- yelling at you,
3: you're. You're silencing my freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're that, censoring me. That yeah. was the
5: argument I got in with somebody that was like, Rotten Tomatoes is silencing us. And I was like, no, they're not. They're like, all, it,
0: always it, ready with the it, excuses. But it,
5: l- logically, I can't believe it's taken Rotten Tomatoes this long. And in yeah. fact, they were interviewing the Regardless dude. and separate from yeah. this specific yeah. issue. Yeah. 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 They were interviewing the dude from Rotten Tomatoes being like, how come you were letting people review movies before they'd seen it? And the dude was like, "Listen, Rotten Tomatoes is twenty-one years old. Like, we just—it was something we didn't think about. But you shouldn't—you shouldn't be able to go and write comments as reviews on a website if the movie's not out. No, of
0: course not. That's ridiculous. And if all these same
5: people are going to come and you know write reviews once the movie's out, whatever, you know, and they're probably still going to be as fake and hateful and whatever. But like, let's just wait till the movie is out.
3: I and going back to the Brie Larson thing, and I just. The status quo, the old white guys, whatever being the critics, doing the press junkets interviews, and all that it's just sad that we live in this world where something it's just what Brie Larson did has the status quo, or people so offended or scared that they have to lash out like this, like why do we live in a world like that mm-hmm. it's just it's it sucks.
1: we saw it kind of with the Oscars last week as well, where there's a backlash against uh, green book that it. Uh, didn't have the right and more like most progressive message of any movie that was up which was such a shame because you and I are we're watching those movies and I guess we don't have that as our top priority. We want our movies obviously to have a good message and to you know tell us something about the human experience and especially in these uh cases of marginalized people coming together or whatever it is. Like I'm very sensitive to that. I thought, but it's not my number one priority. Number one was was the movie good? Yeah. Not good enough. That wasn't good enough for everyone who wrote think pieces about it or yelled about it on the CBC. Green Book was not good enough in that way. Whereas for you and I, we were just sitting there being like, it's just the best movie there was this year. Now, this is this is what's really hard is that for so long we've had this white patriarchy going on dictating to us as well, all in our culture and all in our movies, what is, what is – and so now it's nice. We're seeing a correction in that. We're seeing movies made up of uh, more inclusive casts, all black casts, all Asian casts, female-fronted movies. This is great. This is a correction. I think what's going on right now, though, is this maybe there's like an over-correction, or still we're trying to pull it hard so that it has to be a fight. Unfortunately, we have to get behind. The Ghostbusters movie just because there's women in and it. I don't, and I don't, or, right, I don't agree with that Right, I don't agree with that Right, exactly. But we it, have to get behind these movies rather than judging them based on are they good movies. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, whenever I rail against um, Ghostbusters 2016 was bad, it is not because of the cast. And in fact, I've said ten times again, I love the women in that cast. I think they're phenomenally talented. My beef is with Paul Feig. Um, this uh, movie, if I have a beef with Brie Larson um, in the Captain Marvel movie, it's not because she's a woman or not because she wants more inclusive people in her press junkets. It's because I think the marketing of this movie has her as stone face all the time. Look, if you did the exact same thing if Tony Stark was just stone face in every trailer leading up to the My- Iron Man movies, I'd be like, this looks boring. Yep. Right? And And thankfully... From what i saw brie larson and samuel jackson looking like they just took edibles before they went (laughs) on stage at the oscars this past weekend it looks like she's got a ton of personality i can't wait to see captain marvel and to see what what she kind of puts into that role so do you know what i mean like but i think we're not there yet we don't get to unfortunately judge these movies based on their merit we have to take in their politics and their genders and their identities um, as well, when we're critiquing them.
3: It, just Isn't that this, a shame? Yeah, this Brie Larson story, though, everything that you've talked about, Kirsten, is just everything that is wrong with the internet yeah. and with people right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all encompassed in that. Yeah, I mean, internet- it's just, sorry. Go
5: ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, it's just really frustrating that, like, Brie Larson, the person, said things that are so true and did, uh, took all this time to yeah. do all this research, and that people then come attack you know, Captain Marvel and Marvel the movie and being like, you're pushing this agenda on us. Like, I just, it's so frustrating to me because that's not what it is at all. And I mean, Captain Marvel, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but has it been marketed as like the feminist movie or like, where is that coming from? Almost zero. The
1: only (laughs) thing I kind of get from that, I actually would... Could do with a little more of it yeah. you know pushing that it's it's this female fronted character and the first one in the marvel universe the only thing you see is um the thing that's like what makes her, her, her hero. a yeah. hero and they turn the word her into hero, that's a the the hero the only yeah. thing in the market
0: which and is brilliant, is brilliant they almost
2: turn the word her into hero almost a little too fast so that your eye doesn't really catch it yeah. right it's very you know? subtle it's not overt The Internet is a
0: great place and where we were all supposed to come together with all our different ideas and have this spirited debate. But we have this this minority of people who if the entire world doesn't agree with exactly how I think, then the entire world is against me and should be burned. Like I hate that attitude. And then they all have these little these little catchphrases and things that they can just go to and throw out like you're a social justice warrior or you're shoving this down my throat or, Mm -hmm. you know, big uh, the world against me. And it's just a big Pile of selfishness yeah. is is the people on the I internet. I think the other
5: thing too with these people that are saying things like this about you know movies like uh, Black Panther like unfounded, um, just hate for whatever is that it does take. A little bit of time and a little bit of effort to understand like gender politics or like race issues and things like that it 's not something mm. that I can explain like smarter people than me have tried to explain it, and it 's not something that you will inherently get unless you have spent time researching that like i 'll come out and say up until about five years ago when I went back to school i didn't i wasn't i wouldn't have called myself a feminist, and I had a bunch of feminist friends. Um, that were like, you know, equality or whatever, women, this and that. And I would just be like, you guys are crazy. What are you talking about? This isn't an issue. Um, And then I went back to school and we did like this whole thing on gender politics. And it really made me realize that, oh, my gosh, there is a problem still. Like, I am really, you know, privileged in, you know, maybe not realizing it all the time, but it is still there. And unfortunately, these people on the Internet, you, you it you need to take some time to understand um to be able to see it it is not it's yes. not it's not a surface thing you have to and and then you know they all want you explain it to me explain it to me it's not my job to explain to you you know but also why what you said be it's better. not a
0: surface thing and that's where a lot of people just take it like yeah. a lot of bros are like feminism means anti bro thus i hate bro. it you know when mm-hmm. it's not about that sorry go
1: Th- well you hit it kirsten is like you went to school and you learned about it and i think every single comment that i see um stems from a solid base of ignorance mm-hmm. and that's all it is and and unfortunately this is like a My main beef with the internet and social media and everything is that it has given almost seemingly, and what again, what Bud, what you're talking about, that beautiful dream of the internet, the democratic sharing of ideas, unfortunately, only really works if everyone has a basic level of education. And this is people can't wait. To scream their ignorance yes. onto the internet and then the internet gives it seemingly mm-hmm. equal status with a more educated opinion. And that is the base of all of our societal woes right now. By the way, everybody, everything that's going on in the world right now stems from a willful ignorance and a screaming about it and a and a uh, place of okayness given to ignorant thoughts. That is Crombie ends. All you need to do, Kirsten, is click on the profile picture of the dumb bro dude who is arguing (laughs) with you. Notice that their Facebook is trash. That it's a picture of their dirt bike and nothing else.
5: Or a cartoon. Or an ad. Or, right?
1: And uh, realize that. Not everyone's opinion is as valid, unfortunately. Some are much less educated. And, and I would
5: like agree with what you said. The only thing that I would maybe change is that, uh, you know, I don't want to say, like, it's idiots out there that are less educated idiots that are disagreeing with us. Um, but it's it just takes some time to understand the issues. Yes. You're not going to understand these issues just by, uh, like, on the surface. Like, it doesn't mean you're a less intelligent person, but you actually need to take that you know that time where they, like literally take 5 or 10 minutes to do some research
1: less educated will you give me that
0: maybe less open minded uh, yeah.
5: it's a it's a hard word like you know it's a hard thing to define but you just need to just take some time like i, I, I forget you did say a really good word in there that i might have used um but just take take some time to check your biases and why you're thinking mm-hmm. the way you're thinking and um just educate yourself on
3: on the I, issues. I, don't I also know. think it just comes down to like human nature of like survival and yeah. hating change yeah. and everything like that. And the internet gives you an opportunity to come out there and <laughs> you know <laughs> I was, say it.
1: Jenny and I were talking about this yesterday and I was like trying to explain to her as like unfortunately what this is is like our very base pre evolutionary lizard brain. Yeah. Right? We have oh God, I love we our have lizard focused brain. Focused <laughs> You know, our like imperative to mate and to destroy se- sexual uh, rivals. Yeah. We've now we don't do that. We just have Tinder and we just meet people and everyone just loves each other and society is based is beyond that. But we still have that like weird imperative going on in our brain. And for some reason, we've decided the best thing to do with that is yell at each other about it on the internet and oh. tear down people, <sighs> right? And, and, uh, and shit on movies. Wow, I sure hope we Weird. get a lot of I sure hope we get a lot of activity at
0: the Geek Out podcast on Facebook. Like the page, join the group, great review, subscribe. <laughs> Please come and, come and talk are with we? us.
4: Are we wrong? I,
5: I, I
0: hope we get a lot of opinions to geek out at the <laughs> But
5: I also love like Art your your thoughts on this. As you know, are we kind of living in this time where it's not okay to speak about about these movies? And like my opinion to that is like, yeah, you can not like Captain Marvel, but First of all, it has to be objective. You have to be objective of why you don't like it. You can't be on Rotten Tomatoes a week before its release being like, fuck Brie Larson. Yeah, so
2: like, first of all, it actually has to be out. Yes. Number
4: (laughs) one. That's not happening for a week.
5: Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, there's, like, Paul does not like Ghostbusters, but he has legitimate reasons. He's, none of those reasons are like, fuck those ladies. No, it's um, not because
2: he doesn't like the ladies. He's like, he doesn't like the white male behind the ladies. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, know. That's funny.
5: And, 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 I will
2: fight Paul Feig.
4: <laughs> Take that kerchief
1: <laughs> out of your jacket. Let's go.
5: And, like, I have spoken about this before, and it's what I thought about when you mentioned this, is that. I didn't love Black Panther, and I got in so much trouble for not liking it. And 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 that's wrong. And and I had legitimate reasons for not liking it. I thought the cast was great. I thought the acting was great. Um, It looked beautiful. I had no issues with the cast or anything like that. Or like the message, what I didn't like was I went to see a Marvel movie, and it wasn't the traditional Marvel movie I was used to. It was a very action drama which i didn't know going in i'd love mm-hmm. to re-watch it now
0: but that is an opinion to which you are fully and entitled that's the thing to. is like
2: i can mm. i can definitely debate you on all those points in terms of what you didn't like about it but i'm never gonna call you a racist for yeah, and, and, uh, and it and, and unfortunately yeah. that's
5: the problem like like art said is a lot of the time that's just like your your gut reaction your knee-jerk reaction like well you didn't like it you're racist. Yeah, like, exactly. What are you talking about? And I um, think, in the
1: same breath, Kirsten, just as I can say, like, good that we had an all lady Ghostbusters, too bad it sucked. You can similarly say, like, you know, I'm happy for what Black Panther did for the black community. I'm glad that it was so meaningful for so many mm-hmm. people. I just didn't like it. Right.
5: And sometimes you need to check your biases, too. Like I do this a lot when I see um, Mm. movies now is you need to check your biases and like take a step back and think, well, is that movie made for me? Mm -hmm. Was that a movie Mm -hmm. that that I was supposed to enjoy? And this kind of goes back to Brie Larson's uh, initial point about the white men on the price press junket is that we have these perspectives like you're talking about, like, um, Roger Ebert and, you know, right. whoever, like all the really famous movie reviewers are um, white males who come from the same kind of socioeconomic background, the same um, whatever, and they're the ones reviewing the movie. So they're watching it through their lens. Like what about a, a woman reviewing a movie or what about right. somebody that, you know, grew up poor? Like maybe they will identify with different things mm-hmm. in totally. in films. So I always now, like, I'll I'll take a step back and go, okay, is that movie – for me, before I start to judge it too harshly,
1: that's cool. I like that. I know we're wanting to wrap this up, but can I end it on a positive note? Do it. I think we're getting there. We're we're getting there. This, you know, we're we're gonna get there. There's still bumps in the road, certainly, but yeah. yeah like, I'm I, just gonna even stop Oscar looking Oscar at the stuff, internet. <laughs> yeah, even this that's Oscar stuff that happened last week. Even with all of this, it, it means we're getting there. Culture and art is so subjective. We're all we're never all gonna disagree um we are we are agree, getting, or agree. right yeah. yeah exactly we're so we're we are getting there though and there is some good things happening on the actual movie <laughs> i'm oh, yeah. very stoked
4: one week too! I'm so one week. we do so we
0: as a geek pod are going to see this uh thursday night one week today and next week's Geek Pod will in be in... It, it's sort of in two pieces. We're going to talk about everything that is in Captain Marvel. Then we're going to go see Captain Marvel. Then we're going to come back and talk about Captain
2: Marvel. Yeah. The, the morning after. The morning after. It's a school night. At, it's, at yeah, exactly.
5: Brian's house.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love how Brian's house keeps coming into it. Um, <laughs> He's right there. He's got
2: a really nice house. So the one thing I'm um, also very much... Aside from like being super stoked for the movie, I, is waiting for that post-credit scene. Because my yeah. thing is that... Just like how the post-credit scene for Captain America: The um, uh, The First Avenger was a trailer for Avengers One, mm. I think the post-credit scene for because you
5: were saying to me, yeah. and this makes sense because I thought I'd heard rumors that they were going to play the End Game trailer, a new one, during, uh, the, during Oscars. the Oscars. Yeah. It didn't happen, and then you said to me, "Well, I." that theory yeah i think it didn't happen because they're gonna wait till captain marvel drops because it's gonna have the post-credit scene and then they'll drop yeah because well after brie
2: larson and samuel l jackson were on stage didn't they play a captain marvel trailer during that first spot in the commercial break i think i don't know we fast forwarded through all the commercials
1: no our oscars party (laughs) i was (laughs) okay i was in charge of the remote and i was very uh a tune if there was you were quick any... to the draw, buddy. Yeah, you're yeah. the
5: art's house and you were in charge of the remote?
1: Yeah,
2: what, yeah, what? what are you doing? I'm one I'm a
1: control freak. And number two, I think Harry was very drunk. <laughs> I don't think you're invited to testing. my house anymore, Paul. <laughs> he willingly gave me the remote. No, no, but I was quick. I was looking for Mar- like any uh, end endgame stuff, okay? I was looking for Avengers. There are
0: some people who actually saw the movie early because they are members of the uh, of the media. Uh, here's a here's a Twitter uh, quick Twitter post from Katie Burke of Den of Geek. Some initial Captain Marvel reactions. One, cat people will love this movie. Two, several truly magnificent moments for this 90s kid. Three, Carol's hero moment was very cathartic slash true to the female experience, in my humble opinion. Huh. Four, the MCU feels more complete now that Carol is in it. In general, the critic reviews, the reviews from the people who have actually seen the movie, are... Quite positive. And uh, there's a whole article that I will link to in our show notes with a bunch of these uh, reviews. But I'm happy. I'm i I
3: hate reading any of those reviews ever go before going to a movie. Please but. do yeah, not
0: too. read any of these reviews, Art or curse. I feel Art like they could Kirsten. be spoilery. Like, they I'm are a little. Like, they I are don't
3: want to know. Yeah, it's I, like even what you don't say, it's there. Yeah,
5: oh Like what? Now I know that Carol Danvers is going to have a hero moment and I'm going to identify with it as a female? <laughs> oh what? no, great.
3: God.
1: I'm really excited about uh, this character being grounded like on Earth a bit, I guess, and in the 90s, and in like Samuel L. Jackson and all that stuff, but also being like super fantastic and in the more, like, cosmic uh, worlds of the Marvel Universe. Like, all we've really seen from that is Guardians of the Galaxy and then how Mm -hmm. well that plays into Avengers with Thanos. And I'm stoked for someone with, like, big cosmic powers and I'm stoked that it's her. I'm excited about that aspect of this movie. And that's another one. I think one of those reviews that you sent out, Brian said that another review says to spend some more time there it's
0: going to leave you very happy and hoping for more uh for more much like guardians now i know i'm gonna be happy oh no (laughs) dang it kirsten sorry to
2: sorry to feed a fed horse on captain marvel go on (laughs) um do we have any theories now like we're seven days away from actually watching it do we want to put anything out there in the podcast world as far as what you think we're gonna see chewy slash goose the cat does not die
1: yeah, and I think he's going like, to be awesome, and that whole thing where his mouth opens up when he's got the pocket universe and a bunch of tentacles come out, that's going to be like the clapping, standing up, cheering in the theater moment. And then the cat punches Thanos. No wait,
3: that's not <laughs> No. I'm most curious to see how Nick Fury loses his eye, because oh. that's, that's going to happen in this Do you movie. think it's the cat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope
2: it's could something mundane. Yeah, of
0: all the things that could happen to Nick Fury—he's got like eye. a
2: rash or something. Oh, like, oh, that's
5: Do you think it's it's going to completely take place in the '90s, like, or do you think that maybe like the first oh. hour and a half, hour forty-five is in the '90s, oh. and then they're going to have to somehow in the next fifteen twenty minutes wrap up and connect it to? endgame because
0: there was that pager
2: at the end of uh Incendi like War. or
5: do you think that endgame is going to start to incorporate right. that oh. scene i don't want to
2: piss off art with any sort of speculation spoilers <laughs> but did you hear about samuel l jackson's interview like months ago when he was talking about brie larson's capabilities no or about brie larson about captain marvel's capabilities
3: <laughs> no brie
2: larson can't the same now captain marvel oh no i'm gonna piss off art I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a spoiler. I'm gonna Mary, take it away.
3: Hello everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Sounds
2: like we need a spoiler alert and an art pissing and off alert. Art alert. Captain Marvel has the ability to time travel. Sorry, Paul.
0: <laughs>
4: Is okay, it like Superman? you, you, you warn me as Like well. Superman? Does
5: she fly around and turn back time on a planet? I
2: don't but know. Why we'll does see does she have that?
5: But but does she can... She...
2: Samuel L. Jackson just said that. So but do you know. time
5: travel forward or back or both? I just
2: hope this movie
3: doesn't have that third act where she's flying around looking like Superman. A CG model? And it's just CGI oh, all over wait the Wait a minute.
5: So you yeah. think maybe
3: if you can get if you can just like stop with that formula it has to end I
5: would, like maybe movie. she go, they has page to her, and then she goes back in time and changes something in the 90s so Let's what see. we're actually seeing the pager is, is like, a time
0: travel device <laughs> it pages her in the 90s hey man
5: i had a pager and it was sweet and then someone stole it because it was really cool
1: oh no what was the message when people called you on your pager do you remember what it was just mean, the phone number. It was just the phone number. Yeah, it was too.
5: Th- there was not good enough technology to write And a so message. you could
0: code it. So if it was, in, if it was, if, if it was important enough, then it would you be like.
1: 911.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. 250, dah, 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 the number to phone you back at, dash 911. Right, and that I was like, that. call me back right
1: now. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, God, so much I want to go back to. <laughs> number one, for Kirsten's uh, question about. Uh, what? How, how much of this movie is going to be in the 90s, mm-hmm. I think almost all of it. Mm-hmm. I think we're mm-hmm. going to get some flashbacks to her childhood, which might dip back into like the 80s, yeah. but I think primarily almost all is so going to be 90s. So you don't think they're going to tee up the game
5: in this at the end? Like, no, the, I
1: think, mm-hmm. honestly, by the time we like meet back up with Samuel Jackson, it's going to be like, haven't heard from her since the 90s, but I know she's out there and I know she's I the most powerful thing in the world. I feel
2: like this is going to be a very complete Captain Marvel mm-hmm. movie. Like it's gonna be a, a complete movie about her, and that will help you understand how she's gonna fit. I in just thought maybe yes. the post
5: credit scene is gonna be the shot of her getting that page.
2: Could be. Could be. Yeah, it that could would be. make like, And that that fits into running a trailer for yeah, it. Yeah, I would love
0: for there to be more than that, but yeah. that makes the most
2: sense. I mean I've
5: said this saying. before, but I think the first like half an hour forty-five of Endgame is going to be, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and um, Carol Danvers and fitting them all into that first 45 minutes and, lining everything up.
3: I'm just wondering how Nick Fury doesn't think it was necessary to bring in Captain Marvel. See, okay. I think Avengers they're explain so, I, 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 don't, I don't quite I have get that. these
2: theories, and that was one of them that I had said in previous podcasts is that I think he's going to be able to get a glimpse of the future and know pretty much everything that's happening, including the Hydra infiltrating wow. shield and all that oh. kind of stuff. Oh, that's interesting. That would be um, cool. Hmm.
5: But that that's kind of like the Lord of the Rings problem. Like, why didn't they use the eagles and fly to
1: Mordor?
5: <laughs> the eagles are not your taxi like, service, exactly. Um, like they're like a sentient <laughs> being that wasn't in cl- didn't care about that war. So maybe like she is off doing her own thing, and she's like Earth, whatever. That's what I figured like, too. She's
2: got she's, bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I also want to see um, some references to Guardians of the Galaxy, since we're going to get to see Korath, mm-hmm. and since we're going to get to see uh, Ronan the Destroyer. Yeah. I would love to see Yondu show up. In I his. want Yondu. Oh, that'd, so that'd be with great. going? Isn't he in the cast? No. My, He's not. Yondu, you sure? no. Okay. No. All right. But I'd love to see him show up with the ki- so the kid that played Peter Quill, the young Peter Quill in the '80s in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, mm-hmm. right. If he you show him now, That'd that be would great. be what the kid would look like in the '90s. See, and this and is what I love so about cool.
5: Marvel is like they're yeah. so good at their fan and, service.
2: Yeah, and filling things out. So I would love to see that. Um, and yeah, Nick Fury losing his eye, and 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 I do. I I don't know. Part of me. Kind of believes that theory that well, I think maybe Nick Fury's going to get a glimpse of the future and then know everything hmm. from his eye, which then explodes. And then he has to put a
0: patch over it
2: because yeah, it's I'm mind brilliant. blowing. <laughs> yeah?
3: it's I guess either, he didn't lose his point, eye. Man. He Has it is just all googly. but he also because, like, remember, googly. In,
2: remember, in um, oh no, he did take Winter Soldier, off. that's right. He took he that. knew that's right. one of the greatest moments in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> the, You have to keep both eyes open because he yeah. knew that that's where he was gonna do the retinal scan, yeah. so he knew that's everything. God, it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. God, that's, a good so, moment. Mm-hmm. that's
0: incredible.
5: Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Like, I know art that we were like, mm, Endgame, that's all we want to see, but. I'm even more pumped. I'm more pumped since uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson got high on the Oscars. Same. <laughs> I'm, I'm more pumped uh, now that I know this, like, fact about Brie Larson, that she's fucking amazing and does research panels about gender equality. Like, she <laughs> fucking rocks. Yeah, she's smarter yeah. than ten of me. Um, oh, she's so smart. Um, I love her. I'm just obsessed with her now. I'm uh, not so excited about the cat thing, but... Oh, what? I don't like cats. Oh.
0: Yeah,
2: well, you're, you're just a so cat, weirdo. You're a catist. No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> take this movie because I have cats. I'll probably I, like the cat. I know what that review feline-ist. was like. If you like
5: cats, you'll like this movie. I was like, Ugh.
2: I could take them or leave them too. I'm with you. <laughs> how right. many minutes have we done on Captain Marvel?
0: Uh, it's been a lot of minutes. Twenty. 50, 50, 50, 50. We're gonna
2: do about the same next week, dude.
0: Will yeah, you buy
1: have... the Captain Marvel watch? That's how you get things moving, bud.
0: Nice segue. Nice segue. <laughs> Citizen and Marvel have come out with the strangest lineup of branded Marvel watches. The Citizen Eco Drive uh, watches, modeled after let's see, oh, there's one called Marvel Heroes: Spider Man, Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel. Got a Captain America, more Spider Man, more Avengers, a gold Captain Marvel, and yeah, like. Oh, a Hulk watch! Oh, the Hulk watch is actually pretty cool. There's a there's a big Hulk fist punching through where the nine would be. So these things range from three hundred to seven
2: hundred dollars.
4: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're Citizen watches.
2: You know what? Citizen makes good watches. They do. Like, sorry, Citizen, but I'm just probably gonna get a skin on my smartwatch. Yeah, Uh, honestly, very Captain Marvel. uh, It's 2019. That's about how it's gonna go. That'll make like photon sounds when I do like (laughs) punch my
3: fists out in the air. If Paul had a lot of disposable income, he probably would have one of these.
1: No, I wouldn't. I hate um, watches like these. Honestly, I do. don't
5: love these. I feel like I could go down to Spencer's Gifts and yeah, buy yeah, one yeah totally.
1: that's a really good call. Honestly, whenever there's yeah. like Star Wars ones of these or whatever, like when I watch movies, I want to be like the characters in the movies. I don't want to wear them on me. That's why I don't wear shirts with <laughs> Spider Man on them. This is for kids. Like kids wearing a watch with their favorite superhero on it. What kids get a seven hundred dollar watch? Well, yeah, this is it, right? right like, who is this for?
0: It's for rich fans, probably rich
1: man babies.
5: I did like the Star Wars ones. It was at, no, it was Nikon or Nixon. Oh, that maybe did uh, the Star Wars ones, and I really did like what those looked like. I might have bought one of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's two minutes on watches. Let's talk about something else. Uh- <laughs> Paul sent this through this screen. Where did you find this screenshot of this Twitter conversation between John Horgan and, and Kate Mulgrew? Twitter, I guess. <laughs> but but you you couldn't have screen it yourself because you're like, I wonder if this is real. Then I guess not Twitter. Okay, you found it on Facebook. I, yeah,
1: I guess I found it on Facebook. Then I don't know. There was I a I scroll. There
0: was a screen cap that Paul was suspicious of, which was a conversation between uh, our our premier, John Horgan and Kate Mulgrew, who played Captain Janeway in Star Trek Voyager. Um, and apparently she followed him. So his tweet is Thanks for the follow at the Kate Mulgrew. For the record, Captain Janeway is the best Star Trek captain ever, has the live long and prosper hands, and hashtag Voyager. She replies <laughs> and says, Carry on, Premier Horgan. Your excellent taste is a clear indicator that you'd enjoy a prosperous career in Starfleet. Spock hands Canadian flag. Um hilarious, weird, and random. Great for John Horgan. Why is Captain Janeway following him? I don't yeah, know, it's whatever. fascinating. There's another there's another great uh, reply though, and someone uh, someone named uh, Ensign Ted Lacking says, "Are you crazy?" It ends with an exclamation point, so it's a statement, not a question. <laughs> Janeway had to get from point A to point B, but you kept on getting sidetracked. If you want to talk the to best captain, look no further than Cisco. Kate Mulgrew's only other reply on this thread is to this person who says, <laughs> "You, on the other hand,
1: are demoted to ensign." <laughs> and that's why uh, funny.
4: <laughs>
1: um. Uh, I agree with the yelling man on Facebook.
5: Surprise, Uh, surprise. John
1: Horrigan, how are we supposed to take you seriously as a premier to say that Janeway is the best Star Trek He's captain? Clearly See, pandering. He's yeah, being political. I know. Classic politician. Say <laughs> you're my favorite, or say I love Star Trek Voyager for some reason. Don't say greatest when there's such a man as John Luke Picard. He's <laughs> Give reading me the a room. break. Yeah.
3: He's reading the room. Yeah, okay? I like it. Being a good politician. Ar- at-
1: Art is absolutely right here. Oh, we're talking in- about
5: politics, Art. Yeah. Get in
1: there. <laughs> but this is what's wrong with politics. Don't lie to me me <laughs> Don't say a lie just because you're talking to one person.
2: When it's clearly not the case, nobody
1: know. thinks Janeway is the best captain. We all know Jane that this Way. is
2: not the worst thing that politicians could do right now. Janeway doesn't <laughs> even think she's the best. There's
1: best. no, yeah. You
3: look at all the press he's getting about it.
2: He's Kim absolutely Mulgrew, right. Yeah, this exactly. is a great... She's probably sitting there being like, "Have you
1: heard
3: of Captain Kirk?" Or you like, got to play the game in politics. <laughs> and quite frankly, yeah. John Horgan knows how to play the game. No, well, this let's... is
1: a misstep. Not Again, a use oh, the word it's not a favorite. Yeah. Use the word I love, but not the greatest. Come on, you can't make statements Yeah, like he's that. going a
3: little overboard. Mm-hmm. But right? Mm-hmm. It's the internet. It's Twitter. That's
1: Let's what it's see what for. happens
2: when Starfleet gets charged for corruption.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> man.
1: Bad optics, Horgan. That's the federal <laughs> liberals. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> this is
0: great. Holy smokes. But I think that's all we're going to say about that, right? I think so. But I still like
1: Jane She's still looked pretty good. Jane
5: was great. So. Yeah, except... but she's not Picard. No. Thank you.
0: Except when she did that intense, like staring at somebody else thing and they were tight on her face, and you could see her eyes darting between the left and right eye of whoever she was talking to. That was about the only thing that bugged me about her. Otherwise, I thought she was
1: great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Oh man, I twitch, that. twitch twitch,
0: twitch, 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 twitch. That's all I can see. Pick Come an out, Go. Come go. Out. Bridge
1: of the nose. That's where you look yes, at people. Exactly.
0: Yeah. We got the first teaser trailer of the BBC. Television series, lots of content. Sorry, Kirsten, the runtime on this is forever, and I and I am. I'm <laughs> and looking this is forward only the first it. season. Yeah, it's ex- eight
5: episodes, one season. First yeah, book. Yeah, his Dark
0: more. Materials, which is the series of books by Philip Pullman, called um, the uh, the Golden Compass, the Subtle Knife, and the Amber Spyglass. Although the Golden Compass was initially called Northern Lights. It's a young adult series. I'm a horrible reader. I've read a couple of Stephen King novels. I've read all the Harry Potters a couple times. And then I've read this. I have read his Dark Materials and a bunch of compendium books uh, associated with it. It's just this fascinating universe surrounding this one girl named Lyra who is in Jordan College in Oxford in sort of a parallel universe. And everybody has demons that are attached to them that are kind of their familiars. And they can shapeshift up until puberty. and, And I've gone through this list before. There's like God and dust and... And atheism and all sorts of things that, that come through to it. And the magisterium and severing people. And mm. I'm really keen on this. And so mm. we saw a trailer. I'm just going a star here. I'm going to put in the show notes. Um Which shows uh, Jane Mac- uh James McAvoy.
5: James McAvoy, oh, by yeah. the way.
0: What
1: a cast.
5: Yeah. Oh well, well, you know what, though? Like, the original, sorry to jump on this. The original Golden Compass, which panned, whatever. Yeah. Golden Compass uh, movie with uh, Daniel movie, Craig. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Also had a great cast, but this, yeah, this new cast is phenomenal, and James McAvoy, man, I love that guy, like, He is in so many cool things right now, and he is just such a phenomenal talent. Like, I've said it to a couple people before, but if you haven't seen Split, oh, oh my God.
0: And when Split came out, and after I saw this, like, shades of, and I know this is a lofty comparison to make, shades of Gary Oldman comparisons came Mm, to my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also
5: very good character. James McAvoy
0: is so, Mm -hmm. he's just in that. He plays Lord Asriel, which is... I can't even call him the antagonist. He's just sort of a character in there. Um, other people, I, I like I've never heard of Daphne Keene. She's this young girl who's Daphne playing Queen, Lyra. Daphne
5: uh, played Wolverine's daughter in oh, Logan. Oh, that's her? Oh. oh, my goodness.
0: I double hype. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruth Wilson plays Mrs. Coulter. Uh again, you can't really call these people antagonists or protagonists. lin Manuel Miranda is there as the aeronaut Lee Scoresby. That's a that's a big character. And in the um in the trailer they they hyped up uh Clark Peters, uh who plays the master of Jordan College. Um so and I guess this is maybe just because we're hyping the first season. His his role in the overall story is not amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I read that in 2007, the Catholic League campaigned against the bad movie that came out, declaring that it promoted atheism and attacked the church.
4: Mm-hmm. And it, it does.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it does. Like,
5: the series is phenomenal. Like I definitely would put on my recommend list. Um, it, it is so great. It has like, it, it's very heavy of religious criticism and it's interesting, Bud, that you mentioned that it's a young adult novel because Philip Pullman, when he wrote it, didn't write it as a young adult novel he just wrote it and he was like he's just a know.
1: bad writer <laughs> <laughs> shut up all like, yeah. <laughs> sorry i don't only that.
5: children will understand this and then that's just how the publishers ended up marketing it well yeah
0: um, exactly i don't think a young adult novel would contain the phrase the christian religion is a very powerful and convincing mistake I don't think you'd necessarily be marketing that to young adults. Does
5: it say that in the, the
0: book? Dr. Mary Malone says that in the third, uh, in the third book, The Amber Spyglass, and that mm-hmm. one, that one, like, really stuck out to me as like a I thought they didn't moment. call it
5: Christianity though in the books. I thought that that it was the Mysterium or something. Mary,
0: like. Mary Malone is from our.
5: Oh right, because it's universe. the other oh. universe. the, in the, the third
0: Magisterium one. is right, what they call course, the church in yeah, the other, right, and they okay. call you know the authority God, and he's actual person, and he. Uh, anyway, so. It um, was like
5: kind of like Philip Pullman's almost like answer to um, what's the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe series. C.S. Lewis, but Chron- with, Chronicles, with Chronicles of Narnia. Of Narnia. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Chronicles sure. of Narnia is like a crazy allegory right there. Aslan oh, and like C.S. Lewis so, and Tolkien, right? Oh we're gosh. just like
1: they hung out at Catholic boys camp yeah. together and high-fived about Who, God all the time. know a
5: fun fact? Do you know what C.S. Lewis, you know what the S stands for? Oh,
1: so, let me guess. Cerceval. No. The Christian? No. No. I, uh, oh, is it a biblical thing?
5: No. Samson? No. Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite. you are never gonna guess it. It's Staples. What? <laughs> Your name is Staples? Yeah. Anyway, so Mavis Staples called? Um, yeah. So that like it was super, you know, religious allegory, very thinly veiled still great books i read all of them but then you read his dark materials oh man great 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 series really excited to see it um
0: and has definitely been called the anti-narnia mm-hmm. because it is completely the other side polar
5: of this this the polar bears with um right. with um what's it called
0: armor, yeah, the, ar- armor ar- armored, the
5: armored polar bear movie the
0: armored bears yeah oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people would know this as the armored bear movie definitely mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i think kirsten and i are the only people who really like know about this series um but um I've got the microphone, so I'm talking about it.
1: I'm super stoked about it. Nice. You have rubbed off on me now, bud. Oh, goody. Um,
4: Wait a minute. John Horgan of you. (laughs) (laughs) Call me your
1: favorite. Call me your favorite. Totally. Um, Yeah, no, your excitement has got me excited about this um, because I never read the books. But I've said this before, too. I love when fantasy and sci-fi tackles bigger things and uh, more philosophical ideas. I think that's so cool. And good, you know what? I hope there is a million episodes and they're all two hours long. If there's that much going on, <laughs> yeah. as much as I'm with Kirsten, usually it's like 13 episodes for The Punisher of Punching. Get my fart out of here, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know what? I was kind of re-remembering when I as was watching Game of Thrones. I'm like, that's so good, and there's so much there, and it's so dense that I wish there was more. After I rewatched that mm, series, sure. like six and a half seasons now, seven full seasons. Not enough. Yeah, right. I think
5: when you have source material like that, you can do it. Like absolutely, I'm in for that. And uh, plus the fact that this is a BBC series, like I know they're going to do it well. BBC is amazing. They do it's such high quality work. Right. Um, it's going to be an HBO in Canada though.
0: Okay, fair enough. But hey, hey, with the BBC behind it, that's that's honestly what gives me. Um, great, great faith about it. And yeah, great source material, but a great, uh, um, you know, like all the parallels, like the, all the things you have to draw on, like innocence and just like all these lofty concepts. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot there definitely to explore.
1: Let's get in on the ground level, pod, team, everyone, everyone listening to this, us also, team, we're all a team. Uh, get in on the ground level and do what? I'm not sure what you're doing. Watch it.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sure. Let's, let's watch it. Why
1: don't you just say, let's watch it? <laughs> I'm painting a tapestry with my voice, Brian.
0: Let's talk Detective Pikachu! Yay! Finally, we have a trailer without that freaking turtle song. I wish it
5: was the turtle song. No. I liked it.
0: It's Bonnie Tyler's I Need a... Uh, Holding Out for a Hero, yeah, which is a great
2: song unto itself. It is a great
5: song, but you know what it reminded me of? Raining, because it's, it's been used. No.
2: Footloose? Um, no. Driving, playing chicken on a tractor? <laughs>
5: Shrek what? It's in yeah. Shrek Shrek 2 It's like a huge moment In Shrek Where like donkey comes oh. And saves oh. And it's like I need a hero And so it like Anyway that's right. all That it reminded me of Because Shrek did it How
2: come it reminded me Of Footloose <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Look at I have a They're playing chicken On a tractor <laughs> Kevin footloose? Bacon's laces Get stuck to the tractor <laughs> So he can't jump off oh, no. So he wins The chicken fight oh. And oh. they Take Tyler's a shoot off And they didn't Stop the song Abruptly or edit it They just faded it <laughs> That's well, the factor that story. 80s, yeah.
1: Um I'm done with pop songs in movie trailers, to be honest. Um it was a is a reactionary thing from the first I think Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of cases it does work. I mean obviously putting in uh uh Led Zeppelin and the Thor Ragnarok oh, that definitely. worked so oh, perfectly. So it was good. weird that they hadn't done it
4: before. <laughs>
1: Right, oh, but so like, good. in the, so now it's just reactionary. Every studio is just doing it because that's what you do now. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Guardians of the Galaxy two, and every single trailer before it, and there was at least half dozen, all ha- maybe even a half baker's dozen. <laughs> every single one of them had a pop song in the trailer, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is where we're at," and we're still in it. And this is the, my beef with this uh, Pikachu movie: do something better, do something more interesting. Um, I'm so beefing on how studios. Uh, don't pour energy into their scores like they used to. Yeah, we'll never get another talent like uh, John Williams again, or you know, fuck Danny Elfman even. But like this could have been instead of Happy Together, which what does that have to do with I Pikachu? like that one. And well, instead of the human and the Pikachu, up. they're happy yeah, together. That's and a I mean, tenuous I mean. connection at best, bud. Yeah. Put no, I'm
0: not I'm not excusing. It. I'm just, just explaining.
1: It's, I, I don't like it either. If you're going to drill down deep into Pokemon nostalgia, put the theme song in the first one, do it with an orchestra, and then put the Pokemon rap oh, in the second trailer. Any of the so many good. and
0: varied Pokemon themes. You're yes. absolutely right. What they have to draw on there, you're right. That's a huge well of, of great nostalgic, hit you right between the eyes music.
5: The trailer itself though, um... And it made me less excited for the Detective Pikachu movie. I don't know uh, if it was too much Pikachu or if it was just Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Interesting. Um, like Deadpool voice in
2: yeah. Pikachu. Art, you got to go. What do, what do you need to say? Uh, say
3: Avengers like? Infinity War got robbed at the Oscars. Should have had best visual effects. Absolutely. What? And Drop with
2: that, out. Art Art Aronson. Do you want me to edit that to previous? One? Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Art. We love you. Have a good news good
0: or news-ing. whatever you're doing.
5: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I like. I mean, I like. I still like seeing all the Pokemon, and I like like pointing them out, like Snowball, Bulbasaur, like yay. But it's just, I don't know. I I am excited for the movie, but now I'm worried about Ryan Reynolds' voice.
2: It's funny because like they are getting him to market it pretty much the same way he markets. Um, <laughs> Uh, Deadpool. Yeah, I saw or even I, his gin. Yeah, I
0: saw another sort of behind the scenes thing with yeah, him. Yeah, the where thing he's, with
2: him and his wife. Exactly. Where like, he like
0: I got so much into my character, I ignored my family, and then they got his wife in. It was very funny. Ha ha. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's very similar marketing to many other Ryan Reynolds things.
1: I uh, well, okay. Let me talk on behalf of uh, uh, sometimes geek out pod contributor Caleb Kirby. Mm. He thinks this is going to be one of the top three grossing movies of the year because. We are dealing with as the trailer tells us a worldwide phenomenon you have ryan reynolds in it you know who is a very very bankable movie star and uh you you're tapping into all that pokemon nostalgia as well as every kid in the world is going to want to see it as well as it does look like a half decent movie
0: i think that's the key every kid in the world is going to want to see it and they're going to drag their parents to it and money money money
1: yeah so
0: yeah, could I could do. I like seeing, you know, more of the Pokémon in here. I I tend to agree. I think I've had enough mm-hmm. right now of, and I have certainly had enough of the Captain Marvel. Like, so many Captain Marvel things are coming, being fed to me. I'm just swiping them out right now because I'm like, I don't want to see anymore until I see the movie. Yeah. And this trailer was great to see. There were a couple of neat but moments. It was like
5: Mewtwo. You're like, oh, Mewtwo. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So one great thing,
0: and, he, and even says, this is even, a twist.
5: But you didn't even need to, like, you just needed the hands. Like, you just needed to see the Mewtwo hands and be like, ooh, Mewtwo. But yeah. then they, like, go and they show Mewtwo.
1: And I agree. That. They kind of played their handles. Yeah. Early on that one. Mm-hmm. That's a twist. That's very twisty. <laughs> that's
0: what uh, that's what uh, Pikachu says after. I'm sorry. Did I scare you with yes! that, Kirsten? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm
4: sorry. Oh, get in my head. <laughs> 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 sorry. I'm very sorry. Oh goodness.
0: Oh boy. Okay. All right. What are we talking about next?
5: This Star is Wars a... Supercut. Oh, okay. Sorry. What? I was just, just, no. No. We can do. No. Star no. What were we
0: gonna say, Kirsten? We can do no, that because, quickly.
5: No. This isn't a quick thing. So.
1: You do Star Wars supercut. Oh, can we? Yeah. But I found a cool supercut of Star Wars.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Did you, Paul? Tell I'm not me. editing any of that. I'm Leaving that <laughs> as it is. Did you, Paul? Please, I'm sorry. please tell me about it. Just real quick, because oh, we all, geez. we all, you saw this,
1: right, Kirsten? I, I did, tagged yeah, you in it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, boy. Uh, so, Star Wars always uh, likely nerds have seen this by now, but uh, it wouldn't be bad to post in the show notes, I guess. But there's um, a really neat thing. Topher Grace and a friend got together over the weekend. Friend is named, Poor
0: friend. The friend is named Jeff Yorks. He's an actual editor. Like, that's his job.
1: And put together a really neat trailer of all ten, as of now, released Star Wars movies uh, called Star Wars Always. And um, Brian was like, oh, God, Paul's is going to get in here. He's going to yell about how much he hates the prequels. But I actually thought this was a great, well-done thing. And what it does is it frames... This saga kind of uh, from A New Hope, which is nice, onwards, making it into all about the Skywalkers. There's a nice little deviation about Han Solo, which is really cool. It uses prequel footage as, like, background stuff. You but know? doesn't really focus on it, you mean? Doesn't focus on it, yeah. does it? You know, it's like it. It's, uh, it's using the prequels as that background stuff to prop up the better story of the uh original <laughs> series and beyond and the uh, new series and the deleted
5: the deleted footage and too. it's
1: really neat that instead of relying on the classic scenes from uh, a new hope and the original trilogy that we've seen a million million times it relies really heavily on the like deleted scene stuff yeah digging uh, deeper it's good it was really really cool i thought and it's a, it's a really well-made thing
5: i feel like it's like a kind of weird i guess they couldn't figure out another name for it but it's kind of weird to call it a trailer it's kind of like a five-minute. This is what's happened so far. I always call
2: these things yeah. Super supercuts. Super like,
5: Supercut. Yeah. It's like a. It's l- last time on Star Wars.
2: Guys,
1: you know what it is? It's a love letter. <laughs> wow. From Topher
2: Grace. <laughs> like, clearly, Topher Grace <laughs>
1: has got the. Because that was a whole thing in the '70s, though, so too, right? Is that his character, Eric uh, Foreman? Eric Foreman Star was Wars. so hot for Star Wars, and clearly. Topher is real in real life too.
5: Apparently, did you know that he like made this like fan edit of all of the movies, um, editing them not just the prequels. I think it was all of them. Yeah, edited them down to like two and a half hours.
0: So there was the mysterious uh, episode one point one, the Phantom Edit, which uh, turned out to be some guy named Mike Mike J Nichols of uh, Santa Clarita, California. Uh, Topher Grace put together
5: and it, mm-hmm.
0: episode three point five, the Editor Strikes Back, in which he he. Mashes all three of them together into one eighty-five minute movie. Yeah,
1: neat.
5: Yeah. But but no, he hasn't released it. Apparently, he had like a private screening for his friends. I don't think this is something that you can go watch. He hasn't released it. Wow.
0: There's oh. a, a trailer and that's it. But yeah, I'd love it, yeah. to see that. It actually. sounds like it would be amazing.
1: Because for all of my chitting on the prequels, and they are garbage, but there is some <laughs> like decent stuff there, mm-hmm. and that's why I always say like I love. What do I say? Like five and a half Star Wars movies, and a right. half comes from like five minutes at a time of like <laughs> episodes things, one, two, and scenes three. from the prequels.
0: Yeah, so but that, that's also why a supercut is great because you can just pull out your favorite moments.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Uh, similarly, like uh, I don't watch the Hobbit movies anymore. Like the that is a trilogy. I watch it. There's a there's a cut that someone has done a fan edits where they take all three of those movies and get it down oh. to like about two and a half, three hours. I would love to watch that. It's, it's like, it's oh. the story as it should have been, yeah. you know, it's the story as kind of Tolkien wrote it in The Hobbit, it's a fun adventure, not a fucking epic trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and that's- Fucking Peter Jackson. I know, because I love those movies too, I love uh, Martin Freeman as The Hobbit. Mm-hmm.
5: Do you know that James McAvoy was originally tapped to be The Hobbit? Oh, But wow. they couldn't, there was a uh, schedule comp, this is like way back then, who was supposed to to be directing it before. Oh, Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, yeah when Toro. Guillermo yeah, was right. on board, it was James McAvoy. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: if I'd like that as much. Martin Freeman is such a good bro, He did a
5: really good job, but you, but you never know. Like, yeah. It could have been.
1: So that's all I'm trying to say there is, God bless you, fan editors. <laughs> you know, we just... Uh, In we this have, case, Topher Grace. It, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, God hilarious. bless you, Topher. And so his funny. friend. Um, like, uh... Jeff Yorks, can you (laughs) not remember this? (laughs) We have these movies that we love but are finding problematic, weirdly. That's, like, a phenomenon in our culture now. Um, and it's neat when people do this. They, like, take these things they love so much and... Oddly, do a better job than the filmmakers who pay are paid billions of dollars to do it.
2: So it was a blessing in disguise that he got passed up for the Venom movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he's got this kind of time to make this magic. Oh my goodness!
2: I want to quickly step
0: backwards and talk uh, more Pokemon.
1: Um, Paul, are you a Pokemon player? Are you a Pokemon mm. fan at all? Like really? Like yeah, yeah a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I you know what? I think I'm going to love the games, and I get them. And then I
0: lose interest immediately. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are coming to Nintendo Switch in late 2019. This was just announced uh, earlier this week. It's being played in the new Galar region. And uh, there's always three little buddies you can choose from the beginning. And there's Scorbunny, who is a fire-type rabbit. uh, Sobble, who is a sad-looking water-type lizard. And Grookey, who is, funny enough, a grass-type monkey. And it looks like, uh, you know, like a new, cool, modern-day console Pokemon RPG. Like the other 7,000 of them. But somehow they tend to, they, they work. You know, they always tend to work. Um, I've played handheld Pokemon RPGs. I've never played any on uh, on consoles. And it's not a huge thing for me. I've I've enjoyed the ones that I've played. I'm not sure if I would seek this out. And as a new Switch owner, Paul, I was just curious to know if if uh, you would or not.
1: I, I mean, it looks really fun. But you know what? I think why I lose interest so quickly with these Pokemon games is that there's way too much time uh, catching goldfish, or what are those things called? Magic, Magic Carp. Yeah, that was like why I lost interest in Pokemon Go so quickly as well. I was just like, again with the fucking Magic Carp and Ratatat, <laughs> done. Show me a Charizard <laughs> or get rid. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's just gonna be more of that. It's neat that they put these three new little Pokemon's that you mentioned. Yep, they look fun, but new uh, friends. Yeah, I don't know. I, I bet it's gonna fall into that exact same trap. But if you like Pokemon games, hey, cool, neat. And there's one for the Switch, and it looks like a lot of fun. It looks great. It looks nice. Yeah, my kid's going to be all over this. Is, is that a pod? Are we close? Wait, is I got a
5: recommendation. Oh, yes,
0: reviews and recommendations. recommendations Go. I got a
5: recommendation. All right. Um, this one's a little bit late, uh, but I wanted to recommendation, uh the video game Detroit Become Human, uh, which is a Quantic Dream thing. <gasps> Uh, David Cage, who, yes, you know, of course, from Heavy Rain, amazing, amazing uh, video game that originally came out on the PlayStation 2,
4: 3. I think,
5: yeah. Um, And David Cage, like, basically, like, his thing is that he's, like, wanted to be a movie director, but it never happened. So instead, he makes video games.
0: That are like movies. Mm -hmm. Heavy Rain was an incredible movie that you could play.
5: Heavy Rain was great um beyond two souls Souls was terrible i got i got a like a a trilogy pack for christmas and so i played beyond two souls which is um helen page helen page yeah like
0: incredible like and
5: uh what's his name Yeah, that guy um no no what's his name
0: i don't know tover
1: grace's friend yeah
4: yeah yeah he is
5: tover grace's friend from spider-man green Mm -hmm. goblin
1: oh um Willem Dafoe.
5: Yes, thank you. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. That was incredible. Uh,
5: it, it, well this done. movie, The Beyond Two Souls, do not recommend. No, Boo, um, I tried it. Not it it tried. was like playing a movie it was awful um but yes detroit become human if you're a video game fan or if you like uh stories or choices it's one of those decision-based games definitely highly recommend finally played it this will
0: be it's it's a play it's a playstation 4 game
5: um and then also now that i've done that i've started playing red dead redemption 2 finally and also an amazing game which even though i've not finished it I will happily recommend.
0: I have been hearing a lot of hype on Red Dead Redemption 2 in the last couple and uh yeah, it seems like it's quite the thing.
5: It's a like it's that's a Rockstar game so like the same people that make um
0: GTA. Yeah, yeah Grand Theft Death Auto. Auto. Yeah. So
5: it's like that huge world and you know all the things you can do and um it it's very well made. They put a lot of money into these games. Nice.
0: I want to go back to a week just for a quick second, not to re- recommendation anything, but the whole Parks and Rec thing. That yeah, I'm, wa- I'm watching that on Amazon Prime because I just got that. Um, the X-ray feature when you move your mouse over the screen and you get you get clickable bios of anyone who is on the screen. Freaking masterstroke! This is something about? that when you're watching an Amazon Prime video on your computer and you mo- you put your mouse over the screen it kind of goes gray and they call it they call it an x-ray feature and you see like headshots of everyone who is on the screen at that moment and you can click and get more information about so you, immediately you know what actor is playing that character and you can click and get more information why do you guys look are looking Whoa. at me like i've got three heads that's so you,
1: distracting you didn't know that.
0: well it's only if you put your mouse <laughs> over it But if you're curious, like if someone comes on the screen, you're like, who is that? Then you just click and pause, and there they all are on the left-hand side of the screen. You can go get more information. Yeah, they don't have that on the TV
1: app. The TV app sucks. Oh, (laughs) I've only ever watched it on a computer, (laughs) so there's the answer.
5: Oh, wait, I wanted to – sorry. No, no, I'm done. That's
1: kind of neat, but I want that to be connected to my phone. Right? That's the two-screen experience. Second I screen, like mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the second screen never
0: really went anywhere, and that, yeah, that would be a perfect way to do it. Kirsten, go.
5: I'm uh, Sorry, just going back to Captain Marvel, Brian, um, in our email thread, you said something about the all the re-shoots. Re-sho- what? Oh, that?
2: not Captain Marvel, sorry. No, you were oh, talking so about... Oh, that was okay, but... You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike. yeah. Was, uh, strike,
5: or this pod will go too long if we start talking about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay,
2: you can put it in the show notes for Dark Dark Phoenix? Yep, absolutely. So, okay, really quickly, it. you can put it in the show notes. Dark Phoenix um, uh, trailer is, was just out. I don't think it's going to make money because it spent about $200 million. Wow. That in, was its budget. Reshoots. reshoots, all sorts of things. I think they- this Re-jigged movie was so, the story so that this could mm, be the very last movie, man. Yeah. and they're going to kill everybody off. Really? This think, movie was well, supposed to come out last year, last March.
5: Yeah, apparently yeah. Uh, there's going to be loads of character deaths. Like that was mm-hmm. like so they revealed spoiler alert if you haven't watched the trailer, uh, they revealed that Jennifer Lawrence Mystique mm-hmm. dies yeah. like right off the bat yeah. in the trailer, which was the segue I was going to say about like spoilers and trailers, um, but. I don't know. You, you just think they're going to kill everybody?
2: I think they're going to do something to wrap it up. Hmm. And as like I think when they originally came up with the concept for Dark Phoenix, they still had so many other f- irons in the fire. They were going to try to do a Gambit movie that was n- really never taking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, okay, what's we'll the guy's Gambit name Gambit with uh, Magic Mike? Being Channing, Channing Tatum. Channing Hits. Channing Tatum, no. <laughs> no. <And> Channing Tatum <laughs> went as far <laughs> as to wanting to... Was considering producing it, but then kind of went nowhere so Fox had been doing all sorts of different things in terms of planning this X-Men universe but it didn't go anywhere and then they ended up getting bought out anyway Hmm. so I think they're just they just needed to rejig the story so you don't think it's
5: gonna be the trilogy you think they're they've rejigged it I think
1: they're just completing it yeah interesting yeah Hmm. They ballsed that apocalypse story up so badly. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. that made me lose all interest. And I loved uh, those uh, these reboot. The X-Men Days of movies. Future Past was so good. So, and apocalypse definitely.
5: not great. Um, but uh, what was it? There's another one in between, isn't there? Um, there's Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and there's another one with James McAvoy. There's the origin. Well, it, was, it was first class. First, first class. Of Past. Past. Yes, thank you. Then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apocalypse wasn't great, but the other ones, like I love these reboots. I love yeah. this. The thing this I like about is this great. is it's an alternative timeline, and they did use time travel to put it together, but they did it in a good way, kind of like Star Trek.
0: Yeah, because they did, they w- did
5: time travel well. Where we, we initially saw
0: down. Dark Phoenix, the whatever that third X Men three, I think it was, yeah. uh, that is like scrapped from the timeline, right? Yeah, um, based on the whole. Day and that's why you have like thing.
5: Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. uh, Mystique dying. I, I don't know. I'm excited. I thought the trailer looked really good. I apparently love James McAvoy now, and he's just in everything. No, nah,
2: he's yeah, great. It looks, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. I just, unfortunately, I think they spent way too much money on this. Interesting. Yeah, actually...
5: I didn't know, and I I thought it was still planned to be a trilogy, so yeah. that's interesting.
2: We're going to say goodbye, but
0: first, here's something new. A friendly hello from another member of The Zone's podcast fam.
5: Hi, I'm Jenny
1: West. And I'm Paul Pasino. We host Sorry. Sorry, sorry again. <laughs> take two, take Puzzle- two. Puzzle- take two, take two, take two. I'm Jenny West! I'm Populcino! I'm Jenny West. I'm Paul Pulcino. Paul Pulsino? Puzzle- We're coming for you, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pod.
5: That's our podcast, thank you Please listen to it
1: (laughs) It's called PJ Party Podcast It comes out every week And guess what? It's mostly a fun audio recap of the Afternoon Zone
5: Where we mainly talk about Vancouver Island stuff
1: Millennial thing or do's Cats Ghosts Plus it's all the stuff we can not say on the radio
5: Like stuff about sex
1: And swears
5: And mean ghosts
1: PJ Party Podcast from thezone.fm slash podcast Or wherever you get a podcast Uh, You can find all The Zone's podcasts at, funny enough,
0: thezone.fm slash podcast. Kirsten, you're looking very expectant. Is there something that I've missed? Can we do this one more time? Can we do, what are we doing? Even though
5: we did it off the top? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But somebody else say it, because I said it off the top.
0: What, like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe? I've said it three times now. Perfect. Brian, you say it. Like the page, rate the group. No, join join the group. (laughs) Email rate, us. Rate, review, Rate sub- the page. Come on, email, man. Email the likes. It's very <laughs> rhythmic. Like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe. Good job, bud. You did it. Oh, you did it. If we
5: made any mistakes and you want to yell at us, uh, please email us at geekoutpod... No,
0: no, just geekout at thezone.fm. Oh,
5: geekout... What? Geekout at thezone.fm. Geekout at thezone.fm. Love to hear your feedback. We like to read your emails.
0: Mm-hmm. Kirsten, where can we find you on the internet? Mm-mm. Art, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Farts at butt.snart. Paul, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> oh my
2: Paul God. at fart.snart.
4: <laughs> Brian, oh man.
2: Fart.snart. <laughs> oh, Brian. we're gone. You know where you can catch all of us to? Uh, oh. Tw- oh, yes. Weekend of March 22nd to 24th, the Capital City Comic Con. We're going to yeah. be doing fart.snart <laughs> jokes live. <laughs> In your in front of your very faces. Or in front oh. of no at faces. At
0: the Capital City Comic Con. At Capital City Comic Con. Yes. So details, yes. details. Uh, I'm Webmeister Bud. This has, been a, this has been a pod. This sure has been a pod. Bye!
3: The Geek Out Podcast is a production of
4: The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit the zone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand
3: tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being his owner.